Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. The federal government yesterday completed an environmental review of Sunrise Wind with new recommendations that the offshore project with energy destined for Long Island includes fewer turbines than originally planned. That step toward final approval comes as developers Orsted and Eversource are reviewing their options for the project. New York State recently initiated an expedited rebidding of the original 2019 award for Sunrise Wind as part of a plan to address what developers say are spiraling costs tied to inflation and interest rates. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that new bids for the project are due by next month, and the state has said it will issue new awards in February. Meanwhile, Orsted and Eversource are making headway on the first federally cited project, South Fork Wind Farm, with power also for Long Island, and held a tour of the facility in waters 35 miles east of Montauk Point last week. Two of the 12 planned turbines are producing energy, and the remaining 10 are expected to be online in early 2024, Orsted said. The Federal Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, in a decision issued Monday, said its alternative to Sunrise Wind's plan to construct up to 94 wind turbines off the coast of Rhode Island and Massachusetts would reduce the array to fewer than 84 turbines, each of which is more than 800 feet tall. All of Sunrise Wind's proposed 924 megawatts of power are slated to connect to a Leipzig substation in Holbrook. A man was killed and his sister hospitalized after an electrical fire spread through their Hampton Bays residence on Sunday night. Maureen Mullerke reports on Newsday.com that at about 9.55 p.m. Sunday, Southampton Town Police responded to a report of a possible electrical fire on Rolling Hill Road, Hampton Bays, where they found resident Carolyn Koneski, 67, had escaped heavy smoke and fire coming from the residence. Her brother, Gregory Kodeski, 70, was still inside and had to be pulled from the home by firefighters. He was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead, police said. Carolyn Koneski was taken to a hospital to be evaluated. Mr. Koneski was a retired scientist who was a visiting researcher at Brookhaven National Laboratory's Center for Functional Nanomaterials. He had been a guest researcher at the lab's Center for Functional Nanomaterials since 2000. He also served as president and co-founder of his Hampton Bays research company, National Nanotech, Inc. Firefighters from Hampton Bays and various local agencies responded. The cause of the fires under investigation. The Southampton Town Affirmative Action Task Force is seeking new members for 2024. Established in 2011, the task force focuses its efforts on the town's hiring, supporting, and retaining of staff members from diverse sectors of the community and periodically reviewing town affirmative action policies and procedures and making recommendations to the Southampton Town Board. 
Some of the recent initiatives include bringing diversity training to town staff, offering free civil service test preparation classes, building relationships with high school guidance counselors to share job opportunities, and creating and implementing the first employee survey. Go to Southampton Town Affirmative Action Task Force website. New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced yesterday a plan to invest $1 billion to expand chip research activities in Albany, New York, as the state aims to continue as a global semiconductor center. Don Clark reports in the New York Times that the plan is expected to create 700 new permanent jobs and retain thousands more, and includes the purchase of a new version of one of the world's most expensive and sophisticated manufacturing machines, along with the construction of a new building to house it. At an event in Albany on Monday, Governor Hochul positioned the investment as a national priority. The Chinese are attempting to dominate this industry, she said. We have no intention of letting that happen. The initiative should draw $9 billion in additional investments from chip-related companies, according to state officials. They expect it to boost New York's chances to be selected to host a new National Semiconductor Technology Center, a planned centerpiece of the research portion of federal money that Congress allocated in 2022 as part of the CHIPS Act. We're hoping that this level of investment will attract more investment from the U.S. CHIPS Act to make it even bigger, said Mukesh Kar, an IBM vice president who is general manager of its semiconductor operations. The focus of the effort is the Albany Nanotech Complex, a cluster of research buildings owned and operated by a state-affiliated nonprofit called NY Creates. New York's Republican lawmakers and allies yesterday, including former GOP gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin and East End congressman, urged the state's highest court to uphold the, quote, competitive congressional districts maps approved for the 2022 midterm elections for the 2024 races. Carl Campanale and Von Golden report in the New York Post that in a 4-3 to three vote last year, the New York State Court of Appeals threw out maps that appeared specifically redrawn to benefit Democrats and hurt Republicans, the so-called Hochelmander, named after Governor Kathy Hochul. A court-ordered master then drew more competitive maps, and the Republicans picked up four seats in the midterm elections in New York, helping the GOP reclaim majority control of the U.S. House of Representatives. But another lawsuit subsequently filed by Democrats and now in the Court of Appeals, who have a different chief judge and one new member, will soon decide whether to uphold current maps for the remainder of the decade or throw them out. In fact, they're meeting today to render such a decision, which will be forthcoming soon. Riverhead Town now has a law in the books regulating lithium batteries distributed, sold, or offered for sale in the town, as well as electric bikes and scooters using rechargeable batteries. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the Riverhead Town Board, at its meeting last week, adopted a local law amending the town code to require all lithium batteries and the electrical systems of electric bikes and electric scooters to be certified 
certified by an accredited, nationally recognized testing laboratory for compliance with underwriters' laboratory standards. The products, packaging, or documentation provided to the consumer must contain evidence of the, of the certification for these bikes in the town of Riverhead. New York State will not include plans for a revived saltwater fishing license in its 2024 operating budget, officials say, putting the brakes on a proposal that has seen widespread opposition since it was rekindled by regulators earlier this year. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, in response to questions from Newsday, said Governor Kathy Hochul's forthcoming budget will not include the controversial proposal, which would have required saltwater anglers to pay a minimum of $10 a year to fund a variety of fishing projects, such as reefs and piers, beefed-up law enforcement, and better communications. DEC is continuing to review and evaluate a marine fishing license structure for the state and will not be pursuing such a license in the upcoming budget, the agency said. One lawmaker who opposed the plan said the DEC statement signals defeat. This issue is dead for now, but I'm sure the DEC still harbors a desire to impose this requirement, regardless of the lack of legislative and public support, said New York State Assemblyman Fred Thiel Jr., the Democrat from Sag Harbor, who said his office was swamped by constituents who opposed the plan. This issue is dead for 2024, but the public will need to continue to be vigilant for sightings of this proposal, said Thiel. The DEC enacted a saltwater license in 2009, but it was repealed in 2011 by an act of the state legislature amid widespread opposition. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.